Checky check. Checky check. check. Hello, if we get loud. Hello. Hello. That's good from you. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Good from you. Thank you. Oh, That's good. good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Cool. Here we go. Let's roll, team. It's the Cam and Joe Show at 89.9 The Light. Our next guest, you'll know her from a couple of little songs like this. For the good, for the good, you work off things together. For the good, the current single is called Love By You. USA. Riley Clemens is in the building. Hey, Riley. Hi, y'all. I'm so happy to be here. I'm in Melbourne. Yeah, what? I know. The That's best crazy. place in Australia. It truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody else I said that if, if you're, if, you know. It's just, just us. Just, yeah, just yeah, it's just us. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Now, we've got a question that we like to start off with everybody we interview. Do uh, it. What are you watching? Oh, that's a great question. What am I watching? Not much right now. Um, oh, what if I... I'm always watching Gilmore Girls. <gasps> yeah, I'm watching that at the moment with my daughter. She's 15. Oh, oh, that's the best thing to watch, yeah. mom and daughter. Yeah, so you're replaying it as well. Or is it a first time watch? No, I, I've seen it so many times all the way through. I'm a repeat TV watcher. Mm. I don't watch a ton of new things. Normally when I am watching television, it is because I'm trying to relax and unwind or... Um, I'll turn it on when I'm folding laundry or, or whatever. And so I normally like comfort shows that are very familiar, mm-hmm. like yeah. the Gilmore Girls. Yes. What did you watch on the flight over? You know what? You're going to be so shocked. I didn't watch a single thing. What? Slept nine hours through. Well, there's still another six hours. I know, so but other there. than that, I was just leaned back, enjoying my time. Mm-hmm. I really didn't watch anything now that I think of it. Nice. Well, how's the Australian experience been for you so far? You've been here for a few days now. Are you just lapping it all in first time in Australia? I love Australia. And I thought I was. You can I mean you can ask anybody in my family. I it's well also with my band and the touring crew. We have done this for years, but we walk around Hi mate, how are you? (laughs) You doing so bad. Good? Yeah. So we we joke around just simply to entertain ourselves. <laughs> and so I uh, I love Zumbo. Apparently nobody thinks he's a big deal actually in Australia though. Uh, uh, depends who you talk to, I think. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to find another winner. Uh, what about the croissant place here? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think is, we're going to go after this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is it truly a good croissant? It is truly amazing. And it's a little niche spot. If you know it, you know it. You line up. It's, yeah, amazing. Okay, I'm going to go get a croissant after this. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm I'm... Ba- well, I'll say it like you guys. I'm finding it quite well. I really like it here. That's good from you. <laughs> Thank you. Good from you. <laughs> good from you. Not bad. Thank you. <laughs> now, I want to ask you something as a mum, okay. right off the bat. Did your mum see your amazing talent when you were just a little girl? Oh, that's a great question. You know, my mom, my first exposure to music was my mom singing in the choir at church. And she's always had a beautiful voice. And, um, She's done things within the music industry. She was on a show in the States called Star Search. Oh, you remember Star yeah. Search with Ed yeah. McMahon? Um, so she did all that. And um, her experience in the music business was full of ups and downs in itself. And so I think when I showed interest and wanted to sing and wanted to write music, it was such a blessing that she was, she and my dad both were so incredibly supportive but it, they made it very clear from day one, we don't love you because of this. Mm. And if you quit doing this tomorrow, we don't care. We mm. just want you to be happy. Mm. And so um, they've always been super supportive. They've always encouraged me to 
find the joy in it and um, also not take it too seriously, mm. which has been really lovely. If you're, you know, a type A perfectionist like myself who takes <laughs> everything seriously. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But as my parents have been incredible, I'm very close with my mom as well. So I, I couldn't have done it and couldn't have gotten this far without their support. They're amazing. We're so excited to have you here because the new album Church Pew comes out in just a couple of short weeks. Ooh. So, which <laughs> I've heard you speak about on socials that it's mm-hmm. kind of really summarizing a really tough season in your life. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what you're comfortable yeah. to? Just oh. what what was happening in your world? Let's and deep dive how, and how it's led to this album. Oh, that's you know that's. I'm down to get vulnerable. I don't know if yeah. it's because I'm a Southerner. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a songwriter and I've been for a while now. But yeah, the honest truth is at the beginning, I, I've been doing this. I've been writing songs for a long time. I signed my first record deal when I was 17. And um, I signed a publishing deal when I was 15. And I started really young. And it was beautiful. I had so much time as in, in my teenage years to be a sponge and learn the industry and mm. become a better songwriter and write with people who were professionals and all of these beautiful things and yet um you know when you when you start that young you you embark on this sort of um reward loop where you get used to the clapping and it's really easy to begin to find a lot of worth in charts and numbers and applause and what you're doing compared to what everybody else is doing and your peers are doing to you know am I doing enough Mm. Am I talented enough or pretty enough or beautiful enough? And at the beginning of 2022, I was burnt out. Mm. I was so creating from a place of this has to perform well. Mm. This has to do well. You know, I, I have to this. I have to be good enough. And I was just constantly in this cycle of comparison and feeling like what I was doing was insufficient. And I realized that I was finding 100% of my identity within that. Mm. And not from the source of identity, not from God. And so at the top of 2022, after I started experiencing panic attacks often um, and was just generally in a depressed place, I decided um, I was going to listen to the nudge I was getting from God to take the rest of the year off. And so I did. I didn't write another song Mm -hmm. until we started writing for the album in November. And... um, I just did the shows I'd committed to. And I really took that time to get healthy again, to go up the mountain with God and and, and really lean into who I am as a valuable person because I'm loved by God. That's why I wrote Loves By You. And that was why it was the first one out. Mm-hmm. And the album chronicles so much of the learning process that the album was inspired by. And a lot of it I'm still actively working through every single day. Mm-hmm. But that's the story of the album is, is very much the story of, of constantly becoming. I think no matter how old we are or where we come from or if we're a 10-year Christian or a new Christian, or we are always becoming mm-hmm. and always trying to be more like Jesus, right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you go through those really dark places or really um, challenging places you've got a richness to write about mm-hmm. in a new dimension have you found that that you've got a resource from your experience that you can now write out of? oh yeah yeah I mean my first two albums took years to complete so the processes of writing were anywhere from two to three years um, and after taking about 
seven, eight months off from writing anything, during that period of time away, song ideas started happening so quickly and we wrote the entire album. It was a group of five. It was, um, I just called a couple of my friends and told them some of the ideas I had and we started writing this album and it was done in six weeks. Wow. It's completely written. Um, and so there was this outpouring of mm. inspiration and it felt more authentic than anything I'd ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the things that, as you took that step back, as you took that time away, you mm. identified, hey, I've just got to get my head straight. I've just got to get things right before I step back out again and reemerge. What were mm -hmm. some of the things that you did in that time of retreat to be able to go, all right, this is how we reset? I'm going to tell you a thing that changed my life. Yeah. And this is a very practical thing. Um, I'm guessing most people that are listening to this have some sort of social media. Mm. I, would, I would completely log off of social media if I did not have the job I have. I, mm. If I didn't need to use it as a tool, which it is a great tool, I would not be on social media. But the thing that I did that was so good for me I I muted everybody essentially I didn't want to unfollow them um but not because I don't love them not because I don't like seeing what they're posting just because it wasn't good for me mm. because if they're truly my friend if they're truly somebody that I care about I'll I need to be better about picking up the phone and calling them um and vice versa and so I muted a bunch of people on Instagram and uh that way you know when you open the app it's okay, close it and go call a friend, <laughs> go text somebody, call Nana, you know, mm. those sorts of things. So I limited time on social media and was really intentional about that, which was the best decision I've ever made. Um, I did a lot more of what filled me up. I was with family all the time. We would do big family dinners and karaoke nights and all of these sorts of mm. things. And I leaned into hobbies. I started painting and started expressing creativity in other ways. Mm. And all of that was was really beautiful and helping to rebuild a sense of purpose that just doesn't live in um, productivity. Mm. Yeah. Just got a question from something that you said a bit earlier about that that you know um, mental sort of strain, and we all have you know times of anxiety and panic attack. Um, you know, it's something very prevalent. But we've just done what we called a body beautiful series, talking about in August, talking about how we love our bodies and the pressure on young people to look a certain way and to be, you know, in a world mm -hmm. where nothing's really real, how do we keep it real? Um, how have you struggled with body image or what advice can you give to mm. young people listening yeah. about loving just who you are, not based on what you look like? Oh man, great question. This is such a real question. I mean, super candidly, um, a good, I mean, it's been a good amount of years now. It was in middle school that I walked through an eating disorder. And um, my sister has since walked through one. And I've gotten to experience that in my 20s, watching my little sister walk through that. It's such a prevalent thing. Mm. Um, my mom walked through an eating disorder. There, there are so many women and men, too, yeah. who are struggling um, with body image and what that means. And a lot of it's tied up in and self-worth and how you see yourself and value yourself but I've also learned that a lot of it is based in control mm. and this need to constantly be in control of how we're perceived and how we're ranking in terms of what we're seeing online and all of these sorts of things um I'm in the process of it I mean 
last week, I had a rough week with that. It was just one of those weeks where I was like, I don't feel good in my skin. Um, how do I make sure that I'm being healthy and taking care of myself mm. while also ultimately first and foremost, giving gratitude to my body and what it's able to do for me. Yeah. I got two legs that hold me up. That's a big old blessing. Mm. Um, and I think when I start going to those moments of, oh, I'm fat or, oh, I need to do this or I need to blah, 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 or maybe skip them. You know, when you go to those places or even people who feel like they're too thin and they want to gain some weight and they want, you know, a bigger butt or whatever it yeah. is. I mean, in those moments, I think the easiest way I've learned to dumb it down is going, hey, pause. Is your heart beating right now? Yeah. You know, I'll even as simple as just putting my hand on my pulse and being like, some people don't have that. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The last time that I spoke with you, Riley, was just on the verge of the last album being released. Mm -hmm. And I asked you this question and I'm going to ask you the same question again, because I think it's a great insight into what's about to come with the album that comes out in a couple of weeks. And I asked you, what's a song from what we haven't heard yet? What's a song that you're both excited for us to hear, but also additionally one that you're really maybe a little bit nervous for us to hear because of the level of the vulnerability in the songwriting? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Do you remember what I said last time? I can't remember specifically. I should have re-listened to I it. I can't <laughs> remember either. I'm trying yeah. to remember what I would have said. Um, for this album, I think there's a pretty clear winner. There's a song on it called The Side of Heaven. Mm. It's unreleased, and um, it's the first time I've ever written about grief. Mm -hmm. Walk through grief um, when I lost my aunt to cancer a few years ago. Mm. And it was the first time I'd experienced something where I, I had carried around that much anger. Mm. And um, my Nana and Aunt Cher, they were besties. I mean, they did everything together. Mm. And even throughout when Aunt Cher was sick, but watching my Nana mourn the loss of her best friend was also a formative experience. Um, I'm, I think that song will meet a lot of people in their grief in a way that I hope will be cathartic. Mm. Um, and yet it's not the cookie cutter Christian song. You know, it, it's really messy. It was really important to me when I had the idea for it and, and wrote it that it, it wasn't something that ended with like a sweet little bow on the end because mm. grief, I mean, grief is, grief sucks. It's messy. It's, there's no secret to that. So um, I'm excited for people to hear that one. I think, you know, again, it's, it's doesn't wrap it up with a smile and a bow at the end. It, it, it kind of leaves it a little bit more mm. open. Yeah. And I think that's really important too, because that just really, we're in position both as radio announcers and broadcasters mm. and performers and songwriters and artists to almost have that perceived pressure to be like, hey, this is the problem, here's the solution, and mm. to wrap everything up in a bow. But at times, we really learn a lot from just mm. sitting in the tension and really sitting in the struggle of, you know what, I haven't got all the answers. Yeah, that's good. I mean, oh, I feel that all the time. I'm 23. Um, I'm very much in the throes of of learning about what it means to be a be a person of faith and yet not claim to have the answers and yet be a beacon of light like you guys do here um, and yet not bully people into believing something. You know, it's, it's a fine balance. And um, I think that the whole point of having faith is admitting that 
I don't have to have everything figured out because, you know, that's not why I was created. It's mm, good. Yeah. I just want to ask you, if you were to stop and say, where do you want your music to go? And what is the ideal reach and outcome for somebody who's listening to your music? What do you hope it achieves? Oh, that's, you know, it's a great question. It's, and it's, my answer to that has changed over the years. I think today, the most honest way I know how to answer that, and this is something that I've prayed about and feel a strong sense of peace about, is before we ever play a show, before I ever put out music, the prayer is always, God, let me feel peace about this. Mm. Let me feel like this has done its job if it finds one person. Mm-hmm. If there's one person that they're cheered up or they feel less alone mm-hmm. or, um, you know, even they hear this conversation and go, well, I struggled with an eating disorder too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for anything, Jesus is all about leaving the 99 for the one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're called to do too. And mm-hmm. so I think that uh, the evangelist spirit in me also is really passionate and not about not only reaching the people that have a relationship with God in their faith, but also the people who uh, think it's a crazy thought. Because, <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, when you present the idea of it to somebody, it yeah, I mean, yeah, that's let's be honest. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, that's that's why it's called faith. Mm. And so uh, I hope it reaches people who didn't think that music about hope and faith was for them yeah it's good Mm. i want to ask you about another song on the album uh called miracle the song has been out for a little while but Mm -hmm. the the first time that i came across the song it was you were just sitting in your car singing yeah like was was it always going to be a song on the album or did things kind of adjust after the feedback that you got from that first post about it oh good question i knew we were going to put that song out um i had the idea for it really early on i knew that the premise would be it's a love song about the real kind of love not the one night stand hookup kind of love Mm. um so i had that idea super early on um it was valentine's day coming up do you guys have valentine's day yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay cool just making sure um february 14 yeah okay so it was valentine's day coming up you know, with the constant plight of social media, I'm like, I, I got to post something here because <laughs> I was in the middle of writing a record and, you know, anyway, it was easy content. So I sat in my car and played the song and posted it and it ended up having a bit of virality to it, which I didn't see coming. Um, the, from the moment we wrote the song, I knew I wanted it on my record. I knew yeah. I wanted it to be on the album, but seeing the response bumped up the timeline. Yeah. So that's why that was the second single out, uh, because the brides were angry. Yeah. <laughs> the brides were in my DM being like, hey. Let's make this a thing. Yeah, let's go ahead and put it on out. Yeah. yeah. And we did. We sure did, brides. We got you, girls. We got you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask the question, seeing as we're talking about Valentine's Day, is Riley dating or in love? She is. Tell us about that. She is. I think love is a beautiful thing. For so many years of my career, I have run from talking about it. Because I thought it would give me less credibility. I thought it, people would take me less seriously. Mm. Um, and then God was so intentional as I wrote this record about going, who told you that? Who told you that? Mm. Where is that coming from? Send that out. 
uh-uh, that's not true. Love is beautiful. Mm. Uh, the love that comes from me is beautiful. And so um, that kind of love has changed my life. Mm. I think the healthy kind of romantic love leads us to want to be better versions of ourselves. And um, it's pushed me to grow deeper in my faith and, and deeper in my identity as a woman of God and what that means and looks like. And I, uh, I am, I've gotten to a point where I'm excited to talk about it and release music about it. I'm, mm. you know, I'm dipping my toes and I'm going slowly, mm. but um, I think that it's important to me because I wish when I was 13, I had a song that was about that kind of love to listen to. Mm. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Right. Thanks. Um, I always love hearing about the impact of music. I love talking about the creative experience of mm-hmm. being in the studio, of songwriting, of just the, the stories that make the songs that we hear. But also on the other side of that, when the songs have been released, how that actually makes a difference in people's mm. lives. Are there? I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds, if not thousands of people that come up to you after shows and say, oh, Riley, this song meant this for me in this season. Are there any that really stand out to you? Uh, like th- that I have experienced or that mm. stories that people have told me? Let's go with both. Okay, let's do both. Um, there's one story that gets me every time that I think about it. There was a woman that came up to me. I was signing after a show one day, just, you know, signing people's posters and all that good stuff. And uh, I have a song called Fighting For Me. Yeah. And she came up and um, she had she had shared that her husband was away serving for our country, serving in the military. And that the song Fighting For Me reminded her that while her husband was fighting for our country... Mm. that God was fighting for him. Mm. And it was just this beautiful, it was a beautiful moment. I was like, wait, this is so much bigger than me. Mm. Uh, That's one of my favorites. And in terms of encountering songs and um, music that's impacted my life, I, I listen to a lot of music. I think what I go back to in terms of what I listen to and feel most connected and what impacts me the most is just like classic hymns because he lives is one that I listen to all the time. Things that remind me of growing up in the church, sitting next to my Nana and yeah. hearing him sing. It's this beautiful, nostalgic through line of the beauty of faith and what it, what it can mean and, and how it can change a life. Um, I read that you were around 13 when you first wrote a song. Yeah. Is that correct? Well, the, the first time I co-wrote a song. song. So I started writing when I was just a wee little tot. Okay. So to girls that, or guys that are like young teens that mm-hmm. have a dream, may not be music, it may be something else. Um, what could you say to them to fan that flame of purpose and passion in their life? Keep going. Keep trying. I would say the thing that was most important in my story, in my journey was you're gonna whatever it is even if it's not songwriting you're gonna write bad songs you know the first time you attempt to write a book it's it's probably not gonna be great (laughs) you know first song you write probably not gonna be great first time that you do a live break on radio probably (laughs) not gonna be great um i think the first time that you attempt anything you can't Mm. expect perfection uh the first songs that I had ever written weren't great. I mean, you'll never hear them. Nobody will ever hear them. <laughs> but they were an integral part of my mm. story. And I think that uh, the misconception with how we live online today is oftentimes that, y- you know, 
when people attempt to do things, they do it great. Because mm. that's all that people see. That's yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, that's not true. So I would say if you're thinking, oh, I wish I could write songs, but I'm not a good songwriter. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't sell yourself short. I would mm. say try again. Yeah. And uh, write 100 songs. Mm. And then if you get one good one, you're a good songwriter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very so first time I went live on radio, I froze. Oh, good. I got yep. halfway through <laughs> what I was supposed to be talking about. And then words stopped coming out of my mouth. And you know and what? God bless you. All that I could do was just sit in the awkwardness and hit play on the very next song without saying mm. anything. So you're right. When you do those oh, firsts, yeah. it's all just about fumbling your way through it. Yeah. And that's a be- that's the beautiful part of it. If we all showed up and were perfect at things, how boring would life yeah. be? Mm, absolutely. Oh, we wouldn't have fun blooper reels on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the album Church Pew is out in just a couple of weeks, Riley. As someone listens through this collection of songs in its entirety, what are you hoping that someone takes away from it? I hope that people just feel like they can show up how they are. Mm-hmm. That they can show up with whatever they're going through. If they're carrying around shame or if they've made mistakes or if they're grieving or if they're in love or if they've just gone through a breakup or Mm. if they've gone through a divorce, if they've gone through a miscarriage, whatever it is. Mm. um, I hope people feel like they can lay down whatever pretense they feel the need Mm. to carry and just exist. I wrote this album in a very imperfect place. Mm. And it's not meant, this album is not meant for perfect people, Mm. but neither is faith. Mm. So that's, I hope that people feel like they can show up and be themselves. And I hope they know that as Mm. the artist who was writing and singing these songs, that's all I ever want Mm. is imperfect people to listen to my music. Well, through broken people, God can shine through all those cracks and all those, you know, not filtered but really real moments. Um, you're an outstanding 23-year-old. Oh, I'm going to say the mum card here, you know. Thank uh, you. You're 23 and yet you're living your life authentically, vulnerably, powerfully. And I think uh, this generation, I've got children in the 20s as well, they need a role model that doesn't filter, that doesn't, you know, mm. present the perfect but presents faith in a real substantial way and yeah I think this is just the beginning of what you will do in your life thank you so much yeah. that's so kind I I received that thank you so much mm. Riley Clemens thank you so much for being here thanks we for having love me love the fact that you're not only just on the phone or on Zoom but actually in I the know. building in the We're building in Melbourne well, that's oh. it. so good to have you here in Australia so can't good to wait be here. to have you come back again Riley Clemens thank see you see you soon bye y'all Woo-hoo. nice so good mate so um, fun good from you yeah, <laughs> good from you. Right, we've just got a couple of liners. Of course. If we could record them down. Um, awesome. So don't have to follow it word for word, but that's essentially the gist. I so, got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay, are we good to go? Can yep. I just hop in? That's yep. it. Just hop in. Hi, y'all. This is Riley Clemens, and you're listening to The Cam and Joe Show on 89.9 The Light. Good? Yeah. Cool. Nailed it. Nailed it. Hey, y'all, this is Riley Clemens, and you're listening to 89.9 The Light. Cool. Yeah. Yay. You ready for the last one? Yeah, so yeah. this one's going to be like we'll add a little bit of production into it so that each time you release a new song, it's just we can use this grab to be like, hey, this is my new song, and then we play it. Oh, so, so I don't have so, to say, okay, Yeah, cool. so it's just a, it's an open, hey, this is my new single. Awesome. Yeah. I can do that. Hi, y'all. This is Riley Clemens, and this is my brand new single on 89.9 The Light.